Hello, and welcome to By Who's For Who's, brought to you by UPC Summer Series, a podcast to talk about all things grounds-related, answer questions, provide unwarranted opinions, and make fun of our favorite school. My name is Caroline Weiss. I'm a second-year philosophy major who uses she, her, and hers pronouns. And my name is Michael Kim, and I'm also a second year. I'm studying cognitive science, and my pronouns are he, him, his. <laughs> and we are your co-hosts. So today here we have two orientation leaders with us, and orientation leaders are also abbreviated as OLs. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? My name is Zach White. Um, I'm a rising fourth year now. I use he, him pronouns. Um, I'm majoring in computer science and engineering school as well as music. Um, and my hometown is Stanton, Virginia, so not too far, but that's me. That's half. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm Christina. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a rising fourth year from Herndon, Virginia, studying nursing. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. And we can't wait to hear more about your majors, but at this moment, I just need to know your BOTAS orders. So why don't you hit us with what you get at BOTAS? How was that? <laughs> I don't remember the last time I had breakfast, if I'm being honest. But <laughs> I would have to go probably generally the generic um, um, sausage, egg, and cheese. I would, I would totally and, go for um, an everything bagel with um, hummus. I know people Ooh. add butter to it, but I add hummus with, like, eggs. Cake. Yeah, eggs and um, cheese. You can get hummus? Yeah, you can totally get that. hummus. Yeah. You can also get pesto, too, which was new to me. I had no pesto? idea. Wow. Zach, I'm with you. I, I just get the generic, just the egg, cheese, and bacon or on everything. Just I don't know what else to get, you know? Yeah, <laughs> breakfast is rare enough. Breakfast is rare enough to where that hasn't gotten old yet. So you guys are both fourth years. How often as fourth years do you, have you been going to like photos? Because first year students only go to like the dining halls for breakfast usually. So for me, like I'm a transfer student and I didn't have a meal plan or um, an Elevate, which is like the corner meal plan. I just didn't go to bagel uh, photos. Probably. I only did it like once a month, but that was only because I was like trying to see friends and um, trying to catch up on work. And that was just like when I was venturing out there. So I normally don't really much go. But that, that's just um, me. So yeah. Voters is very, Voters is very location based. Um, if you live like, you know, out where the fraternities are along 14th and on the, near the corner, it's a lot more accessible, probably a lot more popular if people live over there, but I live over near the stadium. And so anywhere near the corner has got to be a very deliberate thing for me to go, which I don't usually like to do before noon. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we have the really important stuff ironed out, um, why don't you guys tell us what an orientation leader is and does for the first years listening? Yeah, so um, I guess this upcoming month of July, uh, the, the, a lot of the first years will be coming in virtually, I guess, this year um, and kind of meeting with uh, their orientation leaders, which are about 40 of us um, who are just students um, from all parts of the, all different parts of UVA, all different years of UVA. And that'll help kind of guide them through mainly course registration, but also kind of pairing that alongside with a lot of um, just entering college aspects. So it was a lot about like, you know, dining, there's a lot about safety, there's a lot about, you know, residential life and kind of everything that goes along with college that 
not was not necessarily you know part of school beforehand our our job is just kind of be the first point of contact and reach out and kind of help them with things that they need you know be there to answer any questions or provide any resources that they'll be able to use throughout the year um and you know be part of those resources as well this is my third year doing this and it's very it's different every group that comes in and obviously this year is going to be very different because it's on zoom and it'll the format will be different and it won't be you know tours and you know big group activities if anything like that but i think it'll still be important hopefully for what we can do so you guys are kind of the experts on uva right which is why we wanted you on this podcast but it does sound like you guys know a little bit of everything which is awesome yeah i was just gonna say like zag if this is your third year are you like a little bit bummed out that you're not getting to be on grounds and showing the first years taking them around like your little ducklings behind you and like touring <laughs> yeah no i mean that was definitely <clears throat> like the the energy that the OLs as a group were able to provide on grounds and like kind of, you know, transmit to a lot of the student and the activities, whether it was through, you know, just tours or just straight up personalities or interactions or big activities and things like that. It was a lot, it was definitely a very big part of orientation. Um, and so it's not going to be quite the same this year. It's not going to be as significant of an event necessarily just because it's, you know, you're at home for everything, but I think it'll still be useful for you know, I, I hope we can still at least achieve some of the same goals from this format that we would have. And Christina, you said you are a transfer student. So did that contribute to you wanting to be an OL? Okay, so yeah, I, I think when it, I first came to On Grounds, I had a lot of people who were really, really welcoming. And at first, I thought it was just going to be so easy to make friends during orientation because like that everyone was super, super bubbly. But I came to realize that over like the first semester of my transfer experience, like my first year, it wasn't as what it seems. And I feel like a lot of resources were lacking, especially with the transfer student population. So that's why I feel like I kind of wanted to bring that change a little bit more and um, like fix orientation and make it better because I really did enjoy orientation. I just felt like it could have been that you're like, you're bringing the change you want to see and like you bring your own perspective of understanding like someone who's, who doesn't feel as welcomed. Aww. Yeah, I transferred from Penn State's College of Nursing and then I transferred into the UVA's nursing school um, and I transferred in my second year. So it was just like in the beginning of fall semester. So it has been what, three years since I've transferred? Um, at first like, Definitely, like, not going to lie, it was, like, a little bit of a struggle just because, like, you felt a little bit lonely. I had to admit I was, like, sad boy hours for a while, but you do get to get into the group of things and, like, find your friends and find your group of people. That's reassuring to hear. Yeah, and uh, there is a little bit of that culture shock for first years, too, just coming in. But I can't imagine coming in as a transfer and really feeling like you're behind the eight ball on making friends and getting grounded in there. So I'm so super glad you're here to lend that transfer perspective as well. Yeah, I agree. And I also feel like with this social distancing thing, it's a clean slate for everyone. Like everyone was totally, like, totally. not very co- like confused. And um, <laughs> I think everyone will feel the same. Yeah, like if we go back to grounds and we see first years or even like third year, fourth years, no one's going to know who's who. And that's the thing about like college, I think it's in high school, you can see like, oh, that kid's definitely a freshman. That kid's definitely a senior, just by like the way they walk around. But in college, like you don't really pay attention 
to all the people around you, I think. You're not very, well, for me at least, I don't really care about who's looking at me. And then I feel like that also adds on to like that confidence and just like now we have our responsibility as college students and we just gotta <laughs> wing it on our own, you know? You guys are nursing and engineering and on grounds, that's like technically, well, that's like a mile away where your hub is supposed to be. Does your, where you take your classes and all that, did that affect your like lifestyle from first year dorms to all the way to your classes or like the people you hung out with? I think some of the biggest things it affects is just like where where you are throughout the day, and so you'll adjust where you you know where you eat, where you ha- where you study, and things like that. Like my biggest study places were obviously near the engineering school because that's where I was most of the time anyway, um, and that's that's near engineering school is a little bit closer to Gooch and Dillard, which is where I lived first year, um, and so you definitely do have to adjust your lifestyle depending on where classes are just in terms of like planning a little bit how you transport from point a to point b without a car um just kind of choosing which of those works best for you which which study places and um eating places kind of work into your schedule the best without having to like walk everywhere which is you know uva is relatively large and hilly so it's you know you want to try to minimize not where you go necessarily but how much effort you have to put in towards just the moving from place to place. So I didn't live on grounds. I lived off grounds. And I feel like um, within nursing school, I feel like it does affect a little bit um, in your second year of like your social Mm. life and where you go just because you start your clinicals. And so you have to go into the hospital. Yeah, you have to go to the hospital at 6 a.m. So it, yeah, you can't really go out late at night. You do have to sleep in. I definitely had to, um, I definitely overslept at least two clinicals um, <laughs> because I was just, uh, I was like a night owl. So um, yeah, it was a struggle to balance between those. And also all of your classes are within Claudemore nursing building. So you don't really have much classes outside um, within College of Arts and Sciences, if that makes any sense. So I don't think I still understand like the geography of like where everything is and what buildings are right. because um i just never get the chance to take those classes in different buildings so i kind of still don't know where wilson is but that's fine <laughs> <laughs> i know i know where the rotunda is i know where south lot is <laughs> yeah i know exactly what you mean though i feel like my knowledge of uva grounds is comprised of just the buildings that i've had classes in and i don't know anything outside of that but I felt this pressure coming in as a new first year to understand UVA's grounds inside and out. And I just don't think that's even an achievable thing to have on the mind. All you need to know is where you eat, where you sleep and where you learn. And past that, it's really, it's really no worries. It's like, exactly. Like you're talking about the nursing school. And if I'm being real, I don't even know where that is, but I'm hoping it's by the hospital. (laughs) Just like logistically, that would be nice to know that the nurses are near the hospital, you know, otherwise all good. How do you, do you guys have any advice for navigating grounds if you're coming from a, a small school or feel like you might get lost a lot? So when you move in, the first thing you want to do is like obviously situate yourself. But then the second thing you want to do is like take a weekend or like the the day before classes start and then try to map out or find the route and what class number you go um, so that you don't seem like you're lost on the first day. 
And then um, don't whip out like a paper map of grounds. <laughs> you would definitely scream out first year student for sure. Just like go on your phone, <laughs> Google, yeah, Google, Google map, map stuff. Yes, yeah. <laughs> sis. Yeah. So I would say like that's like the one thing. So you kind of look like what you're doing. You know what you're doing, but you really don't. But like at least on the outside, you do. You just look like you're on your phone texting your friend. But exactly. Inside, yeah. Like panicking. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was just gonna say like one of the one of the things about orientation, which was nice, is we were able to kind of take them through grounds themselves and kind of have them actually walk through it a little bit before having to come and move in. Um, so that is something that unfortunately we can't really do as well. But luckily, Google Maps is relatively you know updated with all the buildings and with how everything is, and and just kind of be patient with it because the, you know like like I think we've all kind of figured out like there are going to be parts of grounds that for years you will never go to and it's like because you know you, you most people don't need a reason to go to north grounds in that area or like no most people don't need a reason to go directly over to nursing school unless you know you have that specific reason and so you know just kind of being patient and understanding like it's it'll be a process like within a couple of weeks you'll learn the main places like you'll learn where your dorm is versus the dining hall and like where your favorite library is and you know you'll get the essentials down but like there's no real rush or pressure to like have everything mapped out in your head like it, it comes over time like by the time you get third year by you've been here for a while it'll just be something you just accumulate over time without needing to really worry about it yeah i remember like during my orientation i was like i've never so i'm also from virginia but i've never been to uva not even like when I was accepted and everyone was like, oh, God, no go to acceptance day. Yeah, I just like, I was like, I'm going to go later on. Like, why do I <laughs> got to go right now? So at orientation, like I was like, when we were walking around, the weather was like beautiful, so warm. And I love like hot weather. But anyway, we we're just walking around. <laughs> I'm like trying to remember, like, where are we going? Like, where is the dining hall? Like this building is here. Like, okay. But I didn't remember any of that when I got back home. And then when... We moved in, some of the guys in our building and some of the other people that I met, they were like, hey, let's, let's like walk around and like see where our classes are. And that was actually really fun because just wandering around grounds, we're all new, we just met each other. And when you're like starting those like new friendships, I think that really took off some of the pressure and like the reality that, oh, we're gonna start like studying here. And also speaking about like, school size comparison high school comparison like i know the nursing school is like the smallest out of like the engineering and like the arts and science and like what like so only 70 people in like each class or something right and yeah e-school e is like 10 times that size so do you think that has ever limited the number or the types of people you meet i don't i don't really think so like it doesn't really limit like yeah there is just like such a small group but I feel like you have other interests if you want to join a club you can meet other people that way and so it's just you're not restricted to that just that class size um being that small you can make it how you want it you know being socially involved and like joining clubs you can just meet other people who are not like within the same interest as you but not in the same major you know what I mean so it's just mm -hmm. I don't think it makes much of a difference yeah I think for like as you mentioned, like East school is probably about at least 10 times that size, like almost maybe a thousand, I think per class is in East school. And it's, it's my experience with 
like my class in particular, I think is a lot different than say Christina's would be with her less than a hundred people. I think from what I've noticed is that there's a lot more one-on-one relationships personally, like within the class of, you know, the group of nurses. Um, but for me, like engineering is there's like a billion faces that I recognize, but like very small portion of those are people that I actually like, you know, talk to regularly or things like mm-hmm. that. So it is like, I, I run into more people and like, I probably have talked to more people within my school or whatnot, but I wouldn't say that it's necessarily made me more, I guess, have a larger friend groups or anything like that. Like Christina was talking about, like, I think most of my close relationships are through different involvements, like orientation or like marching band, or I think those, because you're, you know, you're going to that and deliberately sharing a common interest, those are where a lot of relationships will start. Right. And speaking of kind of like involvements and the ways to make friends, because I've had a a very similar experience. It's amazing how even in different schools, like Michael and I are both in the College of Arts and Sciences, and I'm a philosophy major. And I've met probably three other philosophy majors in my time at UVA. Like we're by no means a kindred breed that I'm necessarily going to get along with off the bat. But the way that I found to, um, you know, get involved and make some friends was by joining CIOs. And I was wondering if you guys could talk a little bit about what a CIO is and how you can go about joining them your first year and maybe even some of the weird ones that uh, you guys have seen around grounds. I know I joined a really cool grilled cheese club at the beginning of my first year where we sold (laughs) grilled cheese um, to help benefit solving world poverty. There are honestly thousands like that on grounds. And, uh, but why don't you guys start out with a quick little definition definition. What is a CIO? I guess the CIO um, is, is basically like a student led organization that has like a, you know, an agreement with UVA. So they're, so they're sort of UVA affiliated and they, they, they can go register spaces and have meetings and things like that. Um, and they're, I guess they're kind of registered under UVA's list of like organizations or student organizations. Um, and so that, that can be anything from, I'm, I guess, I'm not actually sure if the marching band counts as a CIO because it's like, you know, it's director led and there's, it's credit related. Um, but there are really, really big ones. Um, and, and you know, the things like fraternities and sorority lives and then a bunch of like interest clubs, like club sports and, um, you know, things all the way to the grilled cheese club that you're talking about. <laughs> And um, the, I think Waffle Wednesday was another club that I heard about that was very right. interesting. Right, yeah. And I was, I was part of- And they of, never um, had waffles on Wednesdays. Every, it was Friday, right? That all the waffles were. Brilliant, I have no top clue. notch. I never, I never <laughs> went and got my waffle. I'm not a breakfast person. But um, <laughs> the most unique, I guess, club I, I joined was called, was Club Quidditch. I was part of- um, the, the club Quidditch team for about a month yes <laughs> um, and that was very interesting we had I, I, you know if you know Harry Potter obviously you know Quidditch but we um, had PVC pipe like sections like three feet long and you'd run around with, like a ball and uh, PVC pipe between your legs and there was the hoops and everything <laughs> like that it was the strangest thing I it was we you had to get used to having like riding a PVC pipe while also playing a sport it was one of that reminds me of like challenge when like kids ride their like toy horses and then it's just like a horse (laughs) head on a stick you know (laughs) it reminds me kind of like that so all first years have to take an nr based on your last name or if you're coming with an english class 
Just right, an English writing clear. class. Yeah, sorry about that. And my N word was actually about Harry Potter, but I didn't know that it was about Harry Potter. And I never read Harry Potter before then. So I read the first book actually because of that class. And then I got grouped uh, into Hufflepuff thanks to the professor. And I do want to give a little shout out to Greek life. Whether you're um, interested in it or not, Greek life is a good way to meet people. But again, like only, I think it's how much of grounds is in it? 30, 33%? I don't know. Yeah, it's um, almost like one third. It's one third. Okay. And I was really lucky that I did get to find some awesome girls in my sorority. Shout out Pi Fi, because apparently this entire podcast is turned into a shameless shout out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Pi Fi is definitely something that worked for me. And it's kind of nice that UVA does rush in the spring. So if you want to be involved in Greek life, awesome, but you still have a full semester to get involved in other clubs and CIOs and organizations. So you get to wait it out, try out that grilled cheese club. If it works for you, great. And if it doesn't, well, definitely consider Greek life um, in the next couple weeks coming from there. And I know, Michael, you mentioned that you're in a medical fraternity, which is a little like Greek life, but more based around the major, right? Yeah, I guess it's more like, it's almost as a club, but the organization follows that Greek life following a motto with the idea of service and giving back to the community. So in that sense, it's very nice to be part of this group of people that are on the same, that have like the same interest with me. And that goes along with like any CIO really. And even though it's not like the traditional fraternity and sorority where people rush or recruit and during the spring. I don't think that I missed out from any of those experiences from not rushing because a lot of my friends are also in those groups and whenever they have events, like they could just call me over or something. Christina or Zach, do you guys, are you guys in any, are you guys in any fraternity, sorority? Yeah, yeah. So I, so I pledged my first year to a fraternity. Um, It wasn't, I mean, I did try it out. It wasn't really my thing a whole lot like I didn't really kind of um, vibe with a lot of the culture and kind of the activities and stuff and so I, I went inactive for the last couple of years um, but you know it's just kind of like there's a lot of different like like you've been saying like it's there's a lot of different ways to kind of involve with with things like that and I do appreciate that I do rush in the spring because it kind of gives you a chance to get your footing and in, th- in real interests and not really circulate your whole college experience around just fraternity and sorority life with like a lot of other, you know, colleges can kind of do. And I, you know, I think it's, it is important to get that footing. Right. Yeah. It's a, truly a, an opportunity to strike balance, which I think is probably the most important thing we can encourage in the first years who are listening to this podcast is to, you know, roll with your tide, find your own balance, be brave, try out new things. I think a lot of CIOs will at least still try to be active during the fall. And so I wouldn't let, you know, all the regulations in place necessarily deter you from at least looking for your interest right now, because it will be a little bit harder to navigate the fall. But, you know, having that group to go to, whether it's still virtually or anything like that, will still be useful. And I think there will be things like virtual activities fair and different things like that for for students to look out for um, in the fall so definitely take advantage of stuff like that as like covid limits a lot of things i think some students are like afraid that i'm not going to get this university experience on the this first year fresh start 
But I, I do think like UVA is a place where it's like more about the spirit and how people interact with each other. Like we are right now over to this Zoom call for this podcast. I think that the medium which we communicate shouldn't limit our abilities to communicate with each other and like have that collective spirit of UVA. What do you guys think about like entering the fall semester with these restrictions? Are you guys worried about anything or what would you say for the worried first years? I would say there's not really a lot you can do by worrying. Like this, there's definitely, there's is undeniably going to be a harder semester to navigate than most people have navigated before. And I don't, I don't think sugarcoating it's going to do a whole lot of good. There's going to be a whole lot of things that we got to think about now that we've never thought about before. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, I think it's right and valid to say that it, it won't be quite the same. Um, but I think there, that doesn't mean that you can't get something out of it and kind of grow through the semester in ways that you might necessarily not have been able to do before. There's a lot about UVA that's really has really adapted and is made for social distancing because there are spaces outside. UVA is a outdoors community. We have this awesome lawn right in the center of our grounds that people love to sit on and picnic on and be together on even if it's socially distanced. And there's the farmer's market and all sorts of hiking areas that are going to be really accessible and just kind of an opportunity for us to really use and get to know so yo yeah so I was definitely agreeing with the both of you guys I definitely think that it is okay like it's natural to feel anxious especially in this time and it's completely healthy you don't always need to like erase like a certain type of like worry because I feel like this is a time and place where you can really reflect on how you can bounce back in certain situations, no matter what life throws at you. And this is just one of the things that like what we have to go through in order to grow as a person. And so, yeah, I feel like it is going to be hard because like not everybody is going to come back. Like I know that some first years might like have something going on and they want to choose to do their first year um, online rather than coming back on grounds and that's really tough because you're trying to find out like how am I supposed to make friends and like how am I supposed to engage with my professors if it's virtual and online so I understand all of that anxiety but I think it's just more of like looking at the aspects of like how you can grow from this experience and how can you tell the next generations going forward what you did and how you made the best out of your situation. So also like speaking of the fall semester Let's talk about like classes a little bit, you know, the academic rigors of college versus like high school. How did you guys feel about that? The, I think the biggest difference is the time management, because if I, and you know, high school is not the clearest in my memory right now, but if I remember right, there were a lot, some generally smaller assignments throughout like high school was just a lot of like very small segments of a class a day. And it was, it, it kind of kept up your, structure for you but with with college it comes that you you really need to start managing your time you know directly and that's that's something that I think is the biggest struggle not necessarily like the workload can be difficult but as you said like 
there's plenty of time to do it. And it's, it's never, it's, it's almost never too insane. Like some of the weed out classes, you're not supposed to get A's in. So there are things that are just ridiculously hard, but sort of the two biggest things for me were the time management and the working that you had to kind of adjust to with, you know, setting up times to just go to the library yourself and setting up times with study groups or setting up using office hours and things like that. It's, it's very, it is easy to succeed here, but you have to be willing to use the resources in ways that you probably didn't at high school. Um, and so that's kind of the biggest adjustment that it's been, um, is just, you know, recognize that it's okay to study with other people and so it's okay to go to TAs with professors and ask. And it's also a very, it's okay to not get straight A's. Like the vast, vast majority of UVA students do not get straight A's. Like I, I don't even have a 3.0 GPA right now. It is, it's, it's fine. It really is like having, like there is this culture of like competition, which is a lot of people do appreciate and it drives them to be, you know, it drives them to do better in classes. But like, if that's not your thing, like, and if you're not going to like compete as much in classes directly with other people, like that's okay. Like there's, you're still going through UVA, you're still getting the same degree. Like it's easier to navigate if you don't put the pressure on yourself to live up to like the people's around you standards, which might be something you carry over from high school a little bit, but kind of taking college to sort of do your own thing with the support of other people, but not necessarily with the comparisons. It's a lot more it's a lot better opportunities that you can take throughout your experience here, whatever it looks like. You know, most people, when they come into high school, they actually like get so surprised on how much independent time they have when they come into college. And especially with like the academics might be going at a faster pace, having the external elements of like trying to balance between making friends and like um, social hour and stuff like that. You have to really self-discipline of like, if you are struggling, you can't really set that time away to like procrastinate so I feel like you do have to be proactive and it as long as it's manageable you'll be okay when it comes to those academics but it's okay if it's not like girl I definitely like feel the struggle of first semester when I got like my first test back and I didn't realize how much my studying techniques did not transfer through from like high school so I definitely had to like experiment like what type of study techniques that are is smarter rather than like working harder if that kind of makes any mm-hmm. sense and like trying to figure out what's more efficient. Wipe it from your heads, wipe it from your parents' heads. The pressure to get that 4.0 is just irrelevant the second you step into college because all that matters is what you're learning, how much you're learning, whether you enjoy it. And we do have to start wrapping up the podcast, unfortunately. We've loved having you both on. And to close, we opened with a question about food, and we need to close with the real talk about how UVA food is. So tell the first years, how is the dining hall food at UVA? What can they expect? Does UVA um, accommodate different kinds of eating? What is the vibe? So what's the vibes? So UVA has gotten a bad rep for food along uh, for a while. And because, you know, there's direct comparisons to Virginia Tech and JMU, who I think are very esteemed in their food quality, for whatever reason, um, people come to UVA with the image or with the perception that, oh, this food is bad. And then you eat the food and then everybody else is thinking the food is bad. So you got to say the food is bad because you got a little cool orientation. And it, it, it's part <laughs> like, it's not the best. It's no, it, it's like, it, I've seen it a billion times. It's it, like the food, <laughs> like the food, it, the food is not the most specula- spectacular thing you'll ever have. And if you, if you eat home cooked every night right now, 
then you're going to probably have to adjust once you just kind of get rid of that commonplace expectations. Like the, the food is good. Like there's plenty of variety. Everybody's got their own favorite dining halls. Um, I lived right near Runk the first year when, and their, you know, their stations, their breakfast stations and their, all those different things that they had. They're really good to me. Definitely everybody's different standards are coming in. Um, but in terms of accommodations, I think they've gotten a lot better, especially recently with that. Um, there are, I think, Every single major dining hall has like large vegan and vegetarian options. Um, and they've got contacts you can go to specifically for dietitian or dietary restrictions. If, if there's a specific accommodation that you don't see as visibly, which is really nice because, you know, obviously people don't want to have to think about that actively every time you go into a dining hall. And so that, that's been good. And there are obviously a lot of really close off grounds options. If you do feel the need to like splurge once in a while, the corners faint, like very, very accessible and a really, really good place to go. There's a lot of really good restaurant culture nearby as well. And, and once you kind of accept that it's college food and dining hall food, like the dining dining staff put in a lot of work to put out as much food as they do for as many kids go through there. And they, I don't think their work is really going to change despite the COVID restrictions that are going to be in place because people don't really eat less right now. So <laughs> I think it will be a bit of an adjustment if you if you expect kind of 10 out of 10 cooking every day, but you know, that's going to be everywhere you go. So I've, I've loved, I've really liked the food. It's made me survive up to this point and I appreciate it a lot. So. Yeah, I was definitely about to say like, I, I'm actually not a picky eater. So I felt like the food was fine. I only tasted it for about a month during orientation summer. I never had a meal plan when I transferred. So I didn't have that much exposure, but I only had about a month. And I honestly think it's it's actually not too bad. Whatever food gives you nutrition, the food is fine. So that's what I'll say. But yeah. You're a nursing student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as you get the carbohydrates, proteins. Food lipids. is fuel, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> say it louder, 100%. But basically, yeah, like I feel like um, UVA does a good job with accommodating your eating restrictions. So you just always like, and if you're always unsure, you can always double check. I'm glad we're all on the same board because bro, I loved UVA food. Well, okay, not that much, but I, would, I wouldn't stop myself from eating a whole lot. Every time we're eating, I'm like getting like two, three plates and it's still bearable. I still loved it, you know. Ice cream, you can get ice cream in the morning. I think I'm done Yeah, the accessibility is yeah. very, very nice. I love that about it. Oh my gosh, and there is something to be said for those 2 a.m. quesadillas you can get from O'Hill. Definitely the ideal food when you're studying late on the grind and then need the need the juice to keep going. But um, thank you guys again for coming on and having this conversation with us. Thank you so much for having us. This was like so cool and really nice. Awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. This is fun. Makes us reminisce about UVA, especially, you know, how like when you're at home, you're like kind of feeling muggy, less motivated. The more I talk about school, I don't know about you, but the more I talk about school, the more excited I get. I'm like, Whoa, I got a school show. I got a spice. Right. Well, it's glad to hear excited. And like, obviously, I hope you share that excitement with all of your orientation students. So as we close up, just like one, one like last one sentence phrase you have for the incoming class of 2024, what would it be guys? My usual phrase is like, run like ham, run like hell. Um, it's like a quote as like, 
you just always have to try things and just not think about it. Like the more you think about it, the more anxious you're going to get. So Mm. with full force, full confidence, just like go for whatever you want to do. And so that would probably be my quote for all the incoming first years who might be a little bit nervous. And I thought of something I wanted to say a little bit earlier, but coming from a smaller high school, my, my graduating class is about 150. At a high school that small, you're pretty much able to do everything you want to do. Like if there was an activity to be involved in, like I could have done it. And there are, that's not possible at college. Like you can't do everything. You can't pass every single thing you do. You can't, like, it's not, it's not realistic to expect that. And people go crazy trying to satisfy those expectations. So Mm -hmm. I would just kind of, like you're going to make mistakes, you're going to fail some places, and you're going to learn a lot about yourself, but don't ever let that discourage you from just keeping, like keeping true to yourself and trying to keep going, because like, it's not going to look like what you think it's going to look like. It's, it won't. <laughs> Whatever image you have of college right now, like, don't solidify that, because it probably will change, and that's okay. So just kind of roll with the change, expect to make mistakes, but just grow through it, I guess. <laughs> Wahoo, thank you guys so much. Yeah, Wahoo. Thank you guys for having Thanks. us. This was good.